All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Ryan. Today, I have Sal DePaulo on my podcast, guys. This gentleman is amazing, to say the least. He's a New York City firefighter. He's an entrepreneur. And now he's connecting investors all over the country in pre-IPO deals, including SpaceX. Uh, this guy's killing it. He used to be a gym owner doing over $40 million of sales. He does all these other entrepreneurial ventures, and he's my guest today. Guys, it's going to be an amazing podcast. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program, it's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all of my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. Welcome to the show, Sal. Thank you, Vic. Thank, thanks for having me. Um, really happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just curious about your origin story. You grew up at, uh, in New York City. And tell me, what did you think your life was going to turn out like when you first got started? So I, I grew up in New York City. Um, I was young when the uh, Trade Center got hit. I was, uh, I was in my early 20s, uh, 21. And when I saw that happen, I, I knew my calling. I actually uh, decided that I wanted to be a firefighter. I took the test for FDNY. Uh, a couple of years later, I got called. And uh, now I'm on my 17th year uh, in the FDNY. Didn't, that's awesome, man. That's nothing, it's not what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, I've owned businesses throughout my life, even when I was young. Uh, as far as a paper out when I, when I was you know, as early as 10 years old. Uh, but when I saw that, uh, that's where my heart was and uh, still doing it to this day. That's awesome. And I, I like what you use the word calling. It, it was not like a choice. It was like, hey, look, this is what I was meant to do to serve my community. So thank you for your service, my, my, my brother. That's amazing. Um, but why didn't you just stay a firefighter? What's that? Why didn't you just uh, stay as a firefighter? Um, I, I always wanted bigger and better things. I. Um, I always had it in me to create my own businesses, be my own boss, uh, put people to work. Um, I love sales. 
And um, I'm, I'm very creative. I've had ideas throughout my whole life. I've done so many different things. Um, I'm not sure if you were, re- uh, were aware of this, but I was actually on Shark Tank. Oh, really? Painting product that I created uh, in 2014. The episode actually aired in 2015. Oh, my so God. I, uh, I owned the painting business while I was firefighting because, you know, we have we work a couple of shifts a week, right? Long shifts. But we yeah. have days off. So on my days off, since I'm, I'm a hustler, I'm always working. Um, I had a painting business. And as I went through the years, I was kept, you know, I was thinking, you know, why don't they have this product? Why don't they have this product? Why don't they have this product? And at the point I was thinking, all right, somebody's just going to create them. But after a couple of years went by and uh, they didn't come out, I was, I just uh, went and decided to do it on my own. And I created a product with a, a couple of buddies and we went on Shark Tank and we uh, pitched a product and we did excellent on the show. Uh, we had sharks fighting for us. Oh, um, wow. Everybody except for Mark Cuban made an offer. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Mark Cuban talked great about the product and um, we cut a deal with Lori Grenier. And, um, you know, things went well for a bit. Um, I learned a lot of lessons. I had a bad partner. Uh, one of my partners left because of that. And then I wound up leaving. I wound up getting bought out because of that. Uh, but so many was lessons. It, was it profitable? It was in the very beginning. Uh, and then when you get into um, companies like Home Depot, uh, they beat you up bad. And there were a lot of things with contracts that we didn't okay. know and understand at the time. So ton of lessons I learned from that. And that basically jumped me to where I am today. You know, it fast tracked me. <laughs> very. That's awesome. Very but learning. I mean, the fact that you have the skill set to one, create a product and actually take it to somewhat market. Number two, you're able to have the savviness enough to assemble a team and go on Shark Tank. And number three, sharks actually fought for it. You won a, 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 a shark contract and then you actually got into major retail stores. That's phenomenal. I know very few people in the world who've done that. That's awesome. How did you get into this? I guess the next big uh, uh, entrepreneurship was the gym business, right? Yeah. So then um, I've been, you know, I've been going to gyms since um, since I'm a teenager, um, always into fitness, health and fitness. That's really my thing. Health, fitness and nutrition. I do a lot of nutrition coaching for my friends just for free, just for the fun of it. And um, me and a couple of partners decide to open up a couple of gyms. Uh, we had a CrossFit gym. We had a female-only fitness gym. Um, gym. I figured at that point the gym industry was good. Um, I liked it. It wasn't very profitable, no matter what you did, unless you owned a franchise. You weren't, you know, which would take ton of time, um, money, and uh, you know, being that I worked fire department, it's hard to put all that effort into it. Um, so we wound up selling out of the. Um, of that of the gyms uh, right before COVID actually, so I kind of I kind of lucked out in, in that respect. Uh, one thing in the gym industry is uh, I became part of this program um, that taught us how to market, advertise, sales. It, it taught us a lot. Uh, went to a couple of events, uh, huge networking events. Met a lot of great people, and I learned more. I think I probably learned more through the gym industry than I did through the uh, my other business with the. Uh, the paintbrush cover on Shark Tank. That's awesome. So each each step as an entrepreneur, you're learning, you're gaining skills, and uh, you're expanding your network. And uh, 
you're you're becoming more and more of a consummate businessman. That's amazing. So now, uh, tell me, how did you get into one of the most interesting things? And and for full disclosure, guys, Sal uh, and I met through uh, a business coaching uh, client of ours, our, our colleague of ours, who, who happens to advise us both, and uh, he's getting me access to exclusive uh, IPO uh, companies pre-IPO. So that seems like completely left field from being a firefighter from being an entrepreneur on shark tank and even being an entrepreneur from owning gyms explain that connection and how did that happen and why do you think you even deserve to be there and did you have imposter syndrome when you were doing it um no i didn't and i'll tell you why because um one thing that i learned in the gym industry um even in the paintbrush cover uh, the uh, the uh, hardware industry was sales and i think sales is key to everything in life. Um, I think everybody should, should learn sales. Um, doctors should learn sales. Like everybody, everybody, that's one skill that I think everybody should have or should focus on. If you know sales, then, then you can really do anything. Uh, so that's what I learned. And, uh, my network and, and our mentor, um, he always says your, your net, net worth is your network or your network is your net worth. And, um, that now I see how true that is because of all the people that I met and connected with. Uh, one of them happened to be my good friend, Joe, who was also a gym owner, but he also owned uh, this company that did marketing for pre-IPO funds. So as I was phasing out of the gym industry, me and Joe would speak every day about the gym industry and about his business. I, I didn't think anything of it, but Joe knew how well I was doing with my gyms. And um, he's like, why don't, why don't you try uh, come working for me uh, for a little bit. I think you'd like it. It's right up your alley. It's something that you'll be really good at. So I thought about it and uh, I went to his office one day and I just followed him around, saw what he did. And I said, I could definitely do this. And this is something that interested me. You know, I was always into stocks and investing. So uh, stocks investing in sales was and helping other people create wealth because uh, he showed me that prior investments and I was just like, Oh my God, I couldn't believe what people were making on this. And that Can you give an example of what you, what you were seeing. So of, uh, uh, returns? they had access to, uh, I mean, in the early days they had access to Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn at unbelievable prices. I, they had Facebook originally at $6 a share. Uh, about oh my God. <laughs> yep. Um, then, uh, as I came on, uh, they were selling shares of um, Palantir. I'm not sure if you were familiar with Palantir. Um, we had shares for a little over $5. And um, it opened at 11 and wound up going at the high point, $46 a share. Uh, so I'm, I'm just watching all this. And I was like, oh, this, I mean, one, it's, it's an easy sell. Um, the hardest part is, is, is finding all the accredited investors, you know, because you, you can't have the little guys in on this. It's, uh, you know, SEC rules, all accredited investors. So uh, what I did is I um, went to work with him for a little bit, learned how to um, learned how to, to pitch everything and uh, it took off from there. And I wound up opening uh, within six months. Uh, I wound up doing so well that I wound up opening my own branch of the uh, pre-IPO marketing firm called uh, pre-IPO NYC. And I had uh, 10 reps work, working under me for me. That's amazing, man. So, so Sal, um, uh, I, I know the, the, the market may be, uh, you know, 
correcting nowadays and people are concerned. But overall, what are the interesting opportunities there are in this sort of the pre-IPO market that have sort of uh, caught a lot of investors' interest? So, of, of course, now um, anything Elon Musk is hot and SpaceX will, will always be hot. Uh, SpaceX has been the hottest pre-IPO company. Um, this uh, down market has zero effect. They are likely the only company that actually got an increased valuation in the last several weeks um, since uh, since all this happened. A lot of valuations have been going down. Um, so I would say SpaceX would be would be the number one. Uh, many believe it's going to be easily going to be a trillion dollar company. Uh, not in the not too distant future. I mean, it's a long-term investment. You're talking about a couple of years before they uh, wind up going public or splitting off Starlink and bringing Starlink public, but it's uh, by far the hottest investment. I mean, we have a couple of other options that are more of in the uh, the startup field and in industries that um, aren't techs, uh, really uh, tech industries. So it's um, industries that really wouldn't be affected by everything that's going on right now. One is um, uh, a green leaf vegetable company, a hydroponic green leaf vegetable company, uh, which industry is actually booming right now. And another one is a green energy company, which is another industry that's booming right now. So that's awesome. So we have, yeah, we have uh, uh, growing vegetables without soil, hydroponics. We got the green, renewable energies and obviously, you know, any, any company by Elon Musk. So that's amazing. Uh, you know, in your years of entrepreneurship, what are the, the some of the mindset adjustments you had to do? And what, what do you think uh, some of the mentorship and the coaching you've gotten has really helped you become this elite entrepreneur? So honestly, I don't think I could have done it without the mentoring. Um, in, in the early days, I wish I had a mentor back uh, in my Shark Tank day. I didn't. Um, that was one mistake that I made that I learned from. And I learned, trust me, failures. I, I always think failures are a good thing because as each time I fail, I learn more and more and more. Um, so that was one big mistake, not having a mentor. And, uh, when I had the gym industry, when, uh, I, the, one of the first things we did was hire a mentor and we learned a ton about the gym industry, but not just about that, about marketing sales and, uh, advertising. Uh, and then I went to the next level and hired another mentor and, uh, he's been phenomenal. Just, you know, keeps my head straight. When I have down days, he tells me exactly what to do. Um, I, um, he, he gave me a, a, a morning routine, which I'm sure you probably have too, where I, I do my most important th work in the morning. Um, used to be working out, meditating, things like that in the morning. Now I save that for later in the day. Now I go right, uh, have my cup of coffee. I go right to my most important task. And actually this morning I wrote a very important uh, email for a, another business that I'm uh, working in right now. Um, took me three hours, but just waking up that nice and early before everybody else is up. It uh, helped me uh, breeze through it and it helps me think clear. Uh, and then later in the day, I'll take care of my meditation and working out. So learning stuff like that was, uh, was really important. And um, stuff like that helps clear my head. And, and uh, you know, whenever I have something going wrong, I just uh, go back to what I was taught by my mentors. Can you tell me, uh, and, and guys, I want you to pay attention to what he just said. He has something called sort of a magic hour routine, which I also follow where uh, within 30 minutes of getting up, it's water and it's work and getting that at least on a 30 minute slug in of, of what we call NUI time, not urgent, but important work is huge. 
this will advance your career, your life, your business, everything. Then the workouts, because if you're listening to this podcast at this point, you're probably a high performer already. That means workouts are probably part of your routine. You know, all of that meditation, all of that's probably part of your routine. The key is to get this thing in done before that, because that will ensure you have the momentum you need to be successful. So that being said, you know, I know, you know, when I was a medical student, when I was, uh, you know, quote unquote poor, I had the scarcity mindset and it really helped me back. What, what have you done to get rid of that scarcity mindset? So that's actually a great question. So uh, I did have the scarcity mindset. Um, and I, so one of my partners in the gym, who was a very close friend, who I'm uh, still very close friends with this, this, uh, this day, I actually help him with uh, his new business. Um, he always told me I need to lose the scarcity mindset. I've just followed, we were friends, we hung out every day, uh, we were with, you know, business partners, so we were with each other all the time, and uh, every day he would just uh, preach to me about losing the scarcity mindset, and at first I didn't know what he was talking about, and then I finally one day just clicked, and I'm like, you're right, uh, you know, I, uh, when, I, when we owned the gym, we were charging somebody uh, $6.99 for a six-week challenge, to me, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe these people are going to be paying that much money. To him, it was complete opposite. He's like, well, I can't believe we're charging them this cheap. We're giving them this, we're giving them this, we're giving them this, we're giving them so much value. And at first I didn't get that. And I used to argue with him about that. And eventually I was like, wait a minute. I was like, you know, that's that's hundred percent right. And the more I, I uh, got into it, started reading about it. And uh, then I, you know, speaking to my mentors about it, I, I did have that scarcity mindset. And, and uh, now it complete opposite. Now I feel like what I do, I go above and beyond everything that I do. My, my service is, is worth more than what I probably charge for it. So, you know, it's a, it, it's a game changer. If you can change your mindset from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. Yeah, I think it's also part of like going from, hey, uh, you're paying for my time to no, you're paying for the value I provide. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and you know, if that value happens in a minute, great. If it happens in an hour, great. If it happens in a day, great. I'll give an example. Like uh, I have a, I had this, I was coaching this uh, person last night uh, on, on, they were opening up a, a new coaching business, uh, consulting for female lawyers who want to become, you know, entrepreneurs or something. And this lady was like, yeah, I'm going to charge like $399 an hour. I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. You know, it's good. Uh, but then like I explained to her, the value you're providing is so much more than, than what you're charging. And I give her an example, Hey, you know, Grant Cardone, for example, uh, who we all know and like, he charges $30,000 for an hour of his time. What's to say your value and his value. I mean, who makes it up? It's up to you. You, you can create what, whatever you think, is your value is your value. There's no hard or rhyme or reason to it. And so it's getting beyond this scarcity mindset, really living this abundance mindset and saying, Hey, look, I provide value. And this is what I think my value is worth. Yep. Especially if, you, if you're the expert and if you put a, a ton of hours and work into it, I mean, there was a, something I saw recently with a, uh, with a plumber. Um, he came in, he, he, uh, he found the problem. Well, actually, the first plumber came in, saw a problem, told him it would take, you know, cost him uh, $1,500. It'll take him a couple of days to fix. Another plumber came in, same exact problem. He took two minutes, fixed it, and, and, and uh, said, okay, that'll be $500. Like, 
why are you charging me $500 uh, when you only took two minutes? It's because, because I put in the 10,000 hours that I know I could solve the problem within that five minutes <laughs> when you have another yeah. plumber that doesn't have the time and it's going to take them days to do, you know? Yeah. So it's because you put in that work and because you, you know what you're doing and you're the expert that you've, you know, you deserve to get paid with what you deserve to get paid. Yeah, absolutely. Sal, um, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of my listeners here are, are physicians and, you know, they they want to get involved in maybe investing. And I, I know you have that, that unique opportunity. Can you tell them more about prior to IPO consulting and how they can get a hold of you? Sure. So uh, you could go to my my website. Uh, my branch is, is uh, pre-IPO NYC. It's uh, www.preipionyc.com. Um, you ha- the, my contact information is is on the site, um, and I could uh, go over the whole entire uh, program with you and 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 uh, inform you on uh, what you need to do to invest in uh, a company like SpaceX. Okay. Awesome. And, and uh, what's the impact you want to have on the world, Sal? Um, so I, I guess I want to, uh, you know, I have a lot of people that, that work for me and that look up to me. Uh, a lot of my reps, uh, a lot of people that I network with, they, they see what I do and they see that I'm always, I'm always working hard. I, I never get, give up. Um, I'm very persistent. No matter how many times I fail, I keep going. Um, um, you know, they see me as super successful, uh, with everything that I do and whatever, everything that I touch. So I just want to influence people. Um, I came from, uh, a tough background and, um, you know, I guess nobody kind of expected this from me and no matter what happens, I always wind up rising to the occasion. And I just want to influence mostly people around me just to, you know, to, uh, so they feel that they have, you know, the uh, power to do what I do. <laughs> That's you awesome. Know? Yeah, you're, 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 you want to lift everyone else around you to strive better. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, my brother. Uh, what's a, what's one book that really influenced you? So one book that I mean, the the one book that I feel influenced me the most is How to Win Friends and Influence People. I know some people don't like that book. Um, that's something that I read over and over and over again. And I feel that just learning, you know, people skills and how people think that the book teaches you a lot about that. And I think that influenced, um, you know, my, my sales skills. Guys, uh, how to win friends, influence people, Dale Carnegie, it will be in the show notes below. Thank you, Sal. That was an awesome interview. Appreciate you, brother. And, and for all of you guys, everything, all the things we talked about will be in the show notes. Uh, continue to give us uh, some ratings and, and keep showing up to the podcast, my friends. Thank you so much. And until next time, guys, stay phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.